to the Mental More Mindset Podcast. I'm Yaa. As a peak performance coach and lifestyle architect, I help women who are ready to reach their next level, eliminate negative self-talk and break through what's been holding them back so they can have clarity, confidence and prosperity in their career and lifestyle. This podcast is to empower you with a Mental More Mindset and help you reach your next level so you can uncover your purpose, reclaim your power and reach your potential. This means no longer living by default but dreaming big and pushing yourself to be, do and have more. I want everyone to know that change is possible, that you are not alone, and there is an alternative way forward, because when you change your mind, it will change your life. Hi everyone, and welcome to today's episode, and today we have the lovely Barbara Imenche. Barbara, um, I'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, I'm Barbara Imenche. And I'm from Slovenia. I live in a really nice uh, town called Piran on the Adriatic coast. And I can see Venice over the bay. So just to give you an idea where I am situated. Um, I've been in marketing for more than 20 years, but a few years ago, I decided to pivot into LinkedIn. So I'm taking all the experience uh, from marketing, all my skill set, and I'm helping people make it on LinkedIn with as much as possible involvement to get the maximum results. I love it. So now we're going to do a little bit of a rice break and I want you to tell us something about you that most people don't know. I think because I I was quite an introvert, there are a lot of things people don't know about me. But what I found uh, interesting recently, people are very surprised when I tell them that I paint. Oh. I paint, I do a lot of crafts. It's it's my kind of meditation and I do energy paintings. Ah. So they help people a lot. Um, once I was considering it to be my career, but I had the challenge. Uh, I couldn't price them. I couldn't put a price to them. Yeah. And what people were willing to pay for them was not even covering the costs. And it was just, I decided and I gave them all away. So a few months ago, I gave around 30 uh, paintings away. Oh, I wish I knew you three months ago, so so I could have gotten one. I still have a lot of material at home, you know, so you might get one. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) So the first question I would love to ask you is, um, how did you get to where you are now? What's your professional story? Um. It's interesting. I started, I studied political science. So because uh, when I was deciding uh, about the university, the only thing I knew that I wanted to work in international uh, environment. And the only uh, study that had international in the title was international relations. So I went and studied that. But during the studies, I started working for some companies and really soon, I uh, joined Rekid Bankizer, which is a fast-moving consumer goods multinational corporation. At least the part that was in my country was FMCG. And I started in the position of uh, assistant brand manager. So, you know, like it is in the corporations you build up and I climbed the corporate ladder. I ended up managing some countries in Eastern Europe, the ex-Yugoslavia, things like that. But uh, the thing is, when you're working in corporate world, you only look at the numbers. The numbers are important. And there's not much relationship apart from your work colleagues with people. So you don't get, get 
get the genuine feedback. Uh, of course, your clients are satisfied when you bring their brand to number one in the country, but there is no that uh, personal satisfaction in it. So I decided to change. Uh, I didn't do a lot of changes because I went into advertising. So I become, became an account director in another multinational advertising agency covering the same markets. Uh, but at least there was a bit more of one-on-one -on -one relationship with people because not all the clients were international corporations. There were also some smaller businesses. And you know, uh, you got to see them uh, walking uh, their way, you know, to the success. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. But still, at some point, and it was related with some health challenges because, you know, the burnout, things like that, I actually got free in my uh, working career, but uh, it was the third one that I actually listened to. Okay. And yeah, it made me realize that while I love my job, I wasn't satisfied because when I could uh, would come home from work, the only thing I could do was just go and lay in bed. Mm. And that was not a life, you know? And also, uh, the money was always great because working for corporation brings in a lot of money. And I would go out over the weekend and spend, I don't know, I, I would buy three pair of glasses, mm. prescription glasses, because that's what I, I thought I needed, but I was compensating. And then I went to Ayahuasca, if you heard of it, Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard of it. I've never done it, obviously. But, but. Well, yeah, I got the chance to go to um, Ayahuasca retreat, do mm -hmm. a three-day uh, session. And it's interesting because it's scary, but it's also so enlightening. And I considering, uh, I tried so many uh, things to understand myself, to do the self-discovery um, journey. But Ayahuasca was the one thing where you really get deep 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 into yourself so mm -hmm. and it showed me that i was surrounded by toxic relationships wow. even the business ones wow so i went to uh, and took a really long sabbatical because i said okay that's not a life i want to lead on you know it's not a life i want to live and i took first i think it was half a year off doing nothing i got bored within two or three weeks and I uh, started freelancing because you are used to, you know, when you, when, you are, when you are in business for so long, you're just used to it. You're, we are creatures of habit, so I did it. Um, but then I said, okay, that's not okay. I started investing in trainings. Uh, I took a lot of trainings. I would travel around Europe and attend uh, summits, uh, seminars, things like that. Uh, getting a lot of new skills and learning a lot of new stuff but still I didn't feel it. And then I said, okay, you know, there is a point in your life where you have to make a decision and make a change and move. So I went uh, and I said, I'm starting with my LinkedIn profile. I'm going to update my LinkedIn profile. And I went and logged in after, I don't know, maybe three, four, five, even, I don't know how many years have passed since I, uh, I think I uh, set up my profile in 2008 and just did what everyone did, copied my CV to it. So I went there and when I was going through the profile, I was, wow, what's this? What has become of this platform? And 
I realized how much potential there is, how many things you can do on the platform. And I in invested a lot in trainings about LinkedIn because I wanted to understand the platform. I wanted to understand how it works, how the HR people are uh, viewing it because I was still considering maybe getting a new job or mm. going uh, doing my uh, setting up another company. But, you know, I was a bit lost. I didn't know. And while I was learning, I would be giving a lot of free sessions to friends, you know, who are not appreciative because I learned that, no, you mustn't give free stuff. They, there has to be a little, some exchange of energy in whatever you do. And then it just, you know, I got an invitation to come and teach uh, a group of unemployed people how to use LinkedIn to find a new job. And it was just, you know, uh, my belief was always, oh, I'm never going to teach. I'm bad at uh, public speaking. I cannot teach. Although I was always doing it, but I had this self-limiting belief. And the good thing was that uh, I got this invitation on Saturday and I had to do it on Tuesday. So there was not enough uh, time for me to go in self-panicking, self-doubting mode. And yes. I went. And the rest is history. So I started, uh, I can say that uh, it was very successful because some people that attended my first training got their job within, a new job within four weeks from the training. So this was very rewarding and it made me uh, yeah, this is something for me because I get the feedback from people that is helping them. And mm -hmm. I think when you help someone and you get their feedback, which it actually helped them, that's the most rewarding thing you can get. Oh, so it sounds, thank you for that. It sounds like you love helping people. So what I wanted to ask was, where does that come from for you? I don't know, but I remember when I was in elementary school, uh, mm -hmm. The first thing I wanted to do was to be a veterinarian. So, mm -hmm. but thinking about putting an animal down, that's not something I think I could do. Yeah. So that was it. And then I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was uh, an assignment at school. Uh, I think I was a first grader. I don't know if the system, the schooling system is the same in UK than it is here, but the first, first grader, it's around six to seven years old. And so we, I think, yeah, that's yeah. slightly different. Yeah, uh, not the first, but I three or four, the third or fourth grade, there mm -hmm. was an assignment and I remember writing, since I remember I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. So apparently it was something that I was uh, taking with me all the time. This is the first first um, that's, uh, element or the first uh, moment that I remember this thing. I don't know where it came. Wow. So what motivates you to get up in the morning and, and do? Because... Obviously, part of it is helping people, but beyond that, what motivates you to get up and and okay. go to work? The first motivation is a physical one. It's my dog because uh, around four and or five uh, in the morning, uh, he would jump on the bed and come wake me up. So, 
you know, and it makes me laugh every time. And I think it's a great way to wake up because when something wakes you up in the morning, you program yourself for a, a nice day. Uh, it uh, motivates me knowing that people want to work with me and that I can contribute to them. Oh. It's uh, now, let's say, for, for example, yesterday, I had a discovery session with a client, potential client. And uh, even though it was a discovery session, I gave her a lot of tips that she could use uh, before the, the company decides whether we are starting to work together or not, because she's not the decision maker. But still, you know, uh, I don't mind helping and I don't consider helping with the exchange uh, of money or uh, some services, because I believe in giving out and it comes back to you. And uh, if you don't mind me, I can make an example that happened to yeah, me that it's in the miracle. Uh, yeah, it's like a miracle. Uh, when I was uh, doing all this training, I was unemployed. So I ran out of my savings uh, and I really wanted, I, I wish to go to London for some training, but I didn't have the money to pay. You know, it's always three, two, 3,000 pounds and uh, plus the traveling costs. So I don't know how, but on uh, online, there was a man that approached me. He's uh, Egyptian, but lives in Kuwait. And we became really good talking buddies. I cannot say anything uh, other than that. We would uh, talk every day. He was a business person. Uh, and being from uh, Islam, he wanted a women's perspective on some things that he couldn't get uh, from his wife. There was nothing, uh, not even talking about meeting up, nothing. And then one day we would just be talking and I, uh, he asked me what was bothering me. I said, oh, just, you know, I would like to go there, but, you know, maybe next time. And, you know, he wired me. 6,000 uh, euros. Wow. Yeah. So even though we are giving out, you know, someday in some way things come back to us. And that's why I will never stop believing or uh, practicing giving out. Sometimes my friends tell, friends tell me, you know, you're too open, you are helping everyone, you, you are just giving out your knowledge. And, yeah, so what? It will come back. It will. Well, I totally believe that as well. So, yeah. so, so my question is that you're a real giver. So, are you good? Because I find that with a lot of women, they find it hard to receive. So, are you good at receiving as well? I'm learning. It was, <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. It was very hard uh, for me, but when I went to these self-discovery journeys, you know, um, I also learned that by uh, not accepting help, not asking for help. And blocking the energy to bring things to me. Mm -hmm. So uh, in 2009, I got deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism. Wow. And, and uh, you know, blood clot in my uh, vein system, and it clotted also my lungs. So I, uh, uh, the the like what is happening now with uh, COVID, but it was uh, at that time, and this event made me think about what am I doing wrong in my life. 
And I was really lucky that at some point, uh, some eBooks from Louise Hay ended on my, I think it was iPod at that time. Mm -hmm. And I would be listening to them. And as I would be listening, there was always also this uh, mirror exercise. You know, watch yourself in the mirror and do the exercises. Tell yourself you're beautiful. And it was just, you know, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, who am I kidding? And things like that. And at the same time, I got a meditation. Uh, it's called the secret meditation. It's a subliminal one. And mm -hmm. I was uh, listening to that meditation because I'm not the kind of person who would go and go on sit for 40 minutes, one hour. But if you give me something subliminal that resonates with me, I will just plug it in when I go to sleep and let it work. So yeah. I'm looking for shortcuts. <laughs> and I was listening to that for 40 days, 40 mm -hmm. nights. And at some point, I just, I was asking myself, okay, how do I know this? Let's say a topic would arise and I would ask myself, okay, how do I know this thing? Because it was something not uh, uh, from everyday life. And that night when I went to uh, sleep and I uh, plugged my uh, earbuds in and I woke up when the meditation said, uh, all the answers will be there for you when you need them. Mm. You know, apparently the meditation was doing the work and uh, my belief system, my beliefs changed yeah oh wow so, yeah yeah and then I had a cousin you know and I always admired her because I don't know uh, when it was the last time she actually had a job mm. a job a nine to five job you know she's been uh doing freelancing all the time but you know she has a house she travels a lot she lives a life and once I uh, asked her and she said you know whenever someone offers us something we accept it and it was the shift in my mind and since then I started you know uh, because before if someone would offer me help no 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 thank you I will do it myself in, if someone would bring me a gift oh no you didn't have to please maybe someone else can take it now I learned to accept things but it was a process and I will not say it was, it was easy because it's uh, it, this the roots of not accepting it are really deep within ourselves yeah so what were your roots from for not accepting where do you think that came from where you didn't feel that you were because for a lot of people it's like they don't feel they're worthy I know I definitely had that um what was the the beginnings for you what did it well, one thing yeah one thing is the same as you said I was not worthy but it originated because I was 10 months old when my parents took me to my grandma who took care of me, you know, and she was really a religious person. And when I say they took me to my grandma, it wasn't a grandma living next door, but we lived 300 kilo kilometers apart. So it means I would rarely see my parents. They, they were, uh, they had that kind of job. So, and my grandma was really a religious person. She le uh, lived her life by 10 commandments. And, you know, there were limitations. You, you mustn't do that. You mustn't do that. You not, don't do that. Things like that. Uh, uh, later, when I was doing uh, therapy, when I went into hypnosis and uh, regression and things like that, things mm -hmm. came back to me. But this was the first route. And also from that, 
I think I got this, you're not worth it, uh, uh, worth it. you know, you're not good enough. And one thing that I really still feel very strong is, you know, why do you have to be something special all the time? You know, why can't you be like other kids? Oh, yeah. And this was something that I was growing up with and uh, um, from when I was 10 months to when I uh, was around five to six years when I started preschool. Wow. Yeah, just the yeah. period, you know, when people are, the children are sponges and they uh, start building up their belief system, so, yeah. And, and so did, how did that then show up in the rest of your life to the point where you, were a, you weren't able to receive goodness mm-hmm. from others? Yeah, well, uh, I think one thing is also my weight, you know, because mm-hmm. I, uh, I was always overweight and... Uh, I think it's uh, some kind of defense system because uh, I can exercise, I can eat right, I can do whatever it's needed. Uh, I still cannot shed weight. I I, I uh, don't like lose weight because losing is a negative uh, uh, word, but I cannot shed weight or I can just uh, make, let's say, go to a certain point and cannot cross over. Uh, so that's it. The other thing is, uh, another thing not a lot of people know about me, but I uh, would engage in relationship with taken men for a long time. Wow. So yeah, because not being worthy, worthy you know, maybe I would just, okay, I'm going to just have an affair um, to avoid maybe falling in love, whatever. It didn't, uh, I, I fell in love and I got hurt as well, you know. But then uh, with the deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism, I also got another um, view on this, you know, because uh, I started questioning what message I was giving out to the universe, you know. I'm actually giving the message that I'm not worthy of a man. That was one thing. Then the other thing is, uh, in business, I think I became overachiever because all the other parts of my life were falling apart. But, you know, business, it was numbers, you know? Numbers you can monitor, numbers you can uh, control. And uh, I was really an overachiever. And uh, I did the mistake that I was... Uh, I was expecting everyone to be at my standard, standard, and people couldn't do that, you know, because I was really, uh, I have this thing that I master things really quickly, mm-hmm. then I get bored of, about them, you know, but I master them, them quickly, and I'm really efficient in what I'm doing, and no one could live up to my standards, you know, or have me as a norm, and I was, I was, uh, I don't know if I can say the word, but I was a heartless bee, you know. Uh, I couldn't uh, communicate the right way with people. Mm-hmm. I would just uh, lose it, and the communication was really bad. I also have to learn to communicate uh, later. So, yeah, there, there were a lot of things that were affected by my upbringing and also later you know uh, I come from an abusive childhood 
My father, he was an alcoholic. My mother, she was an, a workaholic. Uh, my father tried to commit suicide several times and succeeded when I was 18. So, you know, it left some marks, uh, but still, if I didn't go through this, I wouldn't be where I am now. That's, and that, that's my next question for you, because that's such a positive outlook, such an optimistic outlook. So I wanted to ask you, what, what created that for you? Where did, what resources have you used along the way to help you shift your mindset so that you, th you can think so positively despite the circumstances that you've, that you've, um, you've grown up in and you've, you've um, experienced throughout your life? So let's say that the most powerful tool was the gratitude, you know? Becoming gra grateful for everything that's happened to you. And I'm still practicing some uh, gratitude rituals, not daily, but let's say a few times a week. Uh, then uh, letting go. Mm -hmm. Because up until my pulmonary embolism and deep vein thrombosis, I would be really a resentful person. And I also uh, considered revenge sometimes, which are not good feelings. Yeah. You know, so I, I had to learn to let go. And what helped me a lot was Louise Hay, mm -hmm. Esther Hicks, and subliminal meditation. And then I got uh, a book, Joseph Murphy, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And I think it's the best book that I ever got uh, because it helped me a lot moving forward but I have to unlearn everything that I uh, knew and learn do it the other way and you know the amazing thing is because I said I, I was a heartless bee and then when you meet people that didn't know you know me when I was like that you know and a person says to you oh but you're one of the nicest people I know and something was well what no I'm that way, that way, that way, you know, because I was still uh, living, I was still thinking of myself the way I was before. And then I also went to study psychology because I, well, I went to a lot of courses and I studied a lot of things just to try to understand myself better. Why am I the way uh, I am? Why am I doing things the way I, I do it? Why do I react the way I do it? Because in the past, I would react out of my instinct you know, I would hurt someone, I would regret it immediately, but once the things are set, they are set, you know, there's no way back. So uh, when, when it started bothering me, when I didn't like it anymore, because before I didn't care, but at some point I started to care about it. Uh, I went to study a lot of things and uh, actually it helped me when one, one of my mentors said, you know, uh, always ask people around your, uh, yourself, how do they see you? And if they see you differently, that is that you have a perception about yourself, then the perception is wrong. So I went and did this, this exercise and I started asking people who are around me daily, how do they see me? And, and then I started switching the mindset. Wow. And what did they say when they um, when you asked them? Uh, it was a completely different person that I saw in myself. You know, I was a person that's helpful. I didn't have problem teaching them. I wasn't competitive person. You know, I was a team player. I I, I was always uh, 
I always had some uh, roles as a manager, leader of a team or something like that, you know, and I would always put my team first. Even when we would receive awards, I would push them forward. Uh, so they would climb whatever they were climbing, you know, and it was just something completely new to me because I still saw myself as I saw myself for over 30 years, you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I want to ask about that then, because that's a big decision to make at after 30 years of being in the same way, because so many people decide to to stay the same simply because it's easier to um so what was it for you that made you say no no more I am making a change and actually follow through like commit to that change uh, there was a relationship with a man in my life he was single uh it was an on and off relationship where we would be okay for two weeks and we would be fighting for two weeks or not speaking and, you know, uh, I went back and analyzed what happened between us, why we would f uh, fight. Uh, and as I said, I would react out of an impulse. I would become, I, I, I even don't know how to uh, uh, describe the kind of person that I was, but I, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a good person. Mm -hmm. um, and at some point I said, okay, you know, this relationship has reached uh, the bottom. It has hit the bottom, you know, and there's no way uh, why uh, we should continue with it because it's going nowhere. And I realized I didn't like the way I was in this relationship. And I realized that what I was saying, doing, and how was I was feeling was not synchronized. Mm. That was the thing. And I said, okay, I don't want it anymore because, you know, every time I would have a breakout, you know, I would feel bad about it later. And it was only doing me harm because the person uh, on the other side, they didn't know about what was going in me, but I was down spiraling very hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was, and when uh, this uh, coincided with uh, deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism, and it was a really wake up call because before that, I got, <laughs> when I say uh, to people that I started lactating, they were, huh? Mm -hmm. But yes, milk started to form in my breasts. Wow. And it was, yeah. And then seven years later, I would start fainting out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, when this was uh, happening, I had a complete checkup and a doctor said to me then, you know, uh, when your body is working over its capacities, it sends a signal to the brain and then the brain does the short circuit because otherwise your body would explode. And that's why you are uh, fainting. Wow. Yeah. And when the third, the pulmonary embolism and vein thrombosis came, you know, I said, okay, you know, this is the third signal yeah. you are getting. Now it's time to do some changes. Plus, I decided I don't want to live the life I wanted. Uh, I la lived uh, since then. I didn't want to engage with taken uh, men anymore because mm. why? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and. Like that, I think it was it, it was a combination um, of certain uh, events in my life that coincided. Wonderful. 
Thank you for that. Thanks. Thank you for for being honest in your vulnerability. I'm going to shift a little here and I'm going to ask you, what is your biggest failure, would you say, so far? And what did you learn from it? Oh, my biggest failure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I considered myself to be a failure for a long time, you know, but that's because I valued through the uh, myself to the eyes of society, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, let's say maybe my biggest failure is just the relationship with that, with that uh, man that I told you about, because once I uh, set my mindset straight, he remained at the same point as he was you know uh we were much really much alike and he's a great man and i would love to have him in my life but at the end i was the one who had to cut him off because he remained he, he was the same old person while i uh, made a lot of steps forward yeah and it's it's not a failure but let's say this is one thing i wish it would have turned out differently but yeah. still, I cannot influence other people. It's their choices. Uh, I had to make my choices and I had to stick by them. Wonderful. Wow. So you learned a lot about self-worth in that relationship. Um, yeah, I did. And, Especially and, now, you know, when I look at, uh-huh. back at it, you know, because at that time I was a victim, you know, why are these things happening to me? Why is this always repeating things like that? But it's interesting when you move forward and you look at... Uh, from another perspective and objectively to things that happen to you, it's another story. And you, then you can analyze and see what you did wrong. Uh, think about if you could have done it differently, but still you have to uh, uh, consider that there is also another person. And even if you would have done it differently, things might not have changed uh, because the other person was at that point in their life too, you know? Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. So my next question is then, what is your um, biggest fear? Success. I know it. it I know it sounds uh, maybe silly, but honestly, I've been um, I've been blocking myself for the past year, and not moving forward with the business the way I could be doing it. And I think somewhere in my subconscious, there was the the fear of success, mm-hmm. you know, to live your whole, whole potential. I don't consider myself unsuccessful. I'm pretty successful with what I do, you know, but the potential is so much bigger and me not going after it. I think there is this fear somewhere um, in behind in my brain, uh, slowing me down. Wow. Wow. Even if I look at my relationship, not with the taken man, but later, you know, I would be repeating the same patterns over and over again. And, you know, when when I went uh, objectively analyzing it backwards, I realized I was afraid that the relationship would succeed because I knew how to deal with failure in the relationship, but how to deal with success. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so honest. Thank you. And so I'm now gonna gonna um, flip it and ask you what excites you the most about the next twelve months. Um, my goal is to uh, live my potential. 
in all areas of my life. Yesterday, I had a one-on-one session with my coach and we set things up for this. Uh, and I, I want to help as many people as possible. This is uh, so exciting to me because, you know, now I'm limiting myself to a few, ten, a few tens of people per uh, a month, but I could be doing so much more. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, even putting myself out, you know, because also doing this podcast with you, thank you very much for the invitation, by the way, but it's something that I have to overcome, you know, and actually come and start talk to you because I wasn't like that. I wasn't the person who wants to come out, but once you're doing trainings, you know, you do live trainings, online trainings, you have to start putting yourself out a bit. And it excites me, all the new opportunities that lay ahead, all new people that are coming in my life and the networks I'm building, life excites me. Oh, that's so good. You actually have given me goosebumps. Oh, that's so oh, good. I'm like you. sitting in my chair and I'm like, oh, this is so great. Um, you talked earlier about how you would just go, 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 go. But now you still obviously are active with your own, with your own business in with the, mm-hmm. with LinkedIn. How do you fit 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 it all in? And have you ever felt like you couldn't do it all? Um, no, uh, I have uh, the knowledge to do it all, and but I also have the awareness that I'm not alone for everything. You know, uh, one thing that I decided because the business I'm uh, running now, it's my second business. I've had a business before for nine years that I closed. It didn't fail. It was successful all the time. Uh, I didn't go into any red numbers, but I just decided to close it. Uh, And uh, when I was doing that business, you know, I was that person. Oh, I have to learn this. I have to learn this. I have to learn this. So I would do everything alone. And with uh, uh, my investment in training during my uh, sabbatical, I uh, realized that I don't have to do it all alone. And that uh, looking back, I was overworking myself because I was compensating for the feeling of not being bored, not with the uh, with the work. So I decided that when I set up my company, I don't want to work more than four hours on average per day. So it was a conscious decision. Yeah. But still, you know, it happens sometimes that I work even 12 hours, but then I take three days off and I don't care if it's during the working week or whatever. It's important that my clients get what they need, that I'm there for them. And that's it. So, uh, yes, there's the deci- there was the decision. And what I learned also, and I'm practicing, I'm doing a lot of mistakes, or let's say I'm uh, trying out people, if I can express myself like that, but I'm trying out people for social media, because although I know about Instagram and Facebook, I, I don't want to do it. I want to, I'm hiring people and I'm trying them out. I'm hiring a VA now. Then I have a videographer who will be doing things for me. Uh, I have a person, I just hired a person who will be doing all my funnels and things because my goal for next year is just to focus on giving out knowledge and helping people. 
that yeah. is amazing that is oh that is mm. so good wow that is that is yeah oh. but it's a decision you know and mm. uh, i will not lie it's hard to stick with it sometimes mm -hmm. yeah. you know and then there is an offer you know because also uh Having so much experience in marketing, I also get contacted by companies if I would help them with marketing. And it's a lucrative offer, you know, but no, I decided I'm going to specialize in LinkedIn. And with all the changes that are happening with LinkedIn lately, sometimes I barely keep up with all the changes. Wow. And, and at that time, you know, I have to say to myself, Barbara, focus. You know, focus, don't let it, you know, because if I uh, take another marketing gig, then my potential in LinkedIn, I can say bye-bye to you. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. So it kind of, that kind of leads me to my next question. What advice do you, would you give to a woman who wants to go to her next level that isn't sure where to start? Um, first, uh, to set the goals and set them high. You know, because when you when you want to go somewhere, you have to know where you're going and then do the plan from the goal to the bottom, how to get there. You mm -hmm. know, don't listen to other people's opinions because it's not other people who will be doing it. Uh, don't listen to judgment because you will be judged. And just always know that whatever you do, you are much better that a lot of people at what you do. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. And then the last question is, so what gives you a meant for more mindset? Um, you know, when you work uh, for companies and you make the millions, <laughs> you know, you, you reach the goals, then you start questioning, okay, if I can do it for them, why don't why don't do it for myself? You know, and uh, each of us has the potential to be much more than they are at the moment. We just have to overcome our blockages, our, our mental blockages. Mm -hmm. And uh, I proved it in the past for my employers. So it means now it's time for me and uh, take myself where I uh, took my employers in the past. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, Barbara, I want to say thank you so, 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 so very much. Um, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your openness. Thank you for your vulnerability. I just thank you so, so much because it's when you look at um, successful women, and you wonder how people got there and, and you think to yourself, they, they must have a different story. They must have had opportunities that I didn't have. And it's not that, it's just the mindset and the way you were before to the way you are now and your decision to make that decision for yourself to change your mindset, that's just amazing. And I just want to say thank you so much again for your vulnerability and your honesty and for sharing because it's just an amazing story to hear. You gave me goosebumps. I was nodding my head all the way through. It was just an amazing, amazing story. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. And I hope my, hope my story uh, is inspirational to some of our listeners and if it can also help them. Because, you know, if I went through all this, um, I didn't make it over the night. 
you know, it's been 20 years of experiences in it, plus personal experiences. But uh, if we put our mind at it, we can overcome everything. And there's a lot of people that proved it in the past, you know. Yeah, that is so, so, so true. So before I let you go, I just want to know, where can our listeners connect with you online? Uh, well, LinkedIn is my baby. It's my playground. So the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Just say that you heard me on Yas uh, podcast and I will have, be happy to connect with you. Ask me any questions. Also, you can ask me LinkedIn related questions. I'm always happy to answer them. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Barbara. And thank you so much, guys, for listening and taking the time out to, um, to listen to Barbara's amazing story. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more about me and what I do, check out my website, nextlevelcoachinggroup.com, where you can also download my free Release Your Mindset Books guide. You can also follow me on Instagram at Next Level Coaching Group or on Facebook at Next Level Lounge. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a rain and review. Thanks. See you on the next one.